I'm Brittany Pompano. I'm the online pastor at Legacy Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. This is an original series on family relationships called This Is Us, a deep dive into the dynamics and design God has for your legacy. We hope this series encourages you and helps you experience what God is doing in your family. Enjoy the message. Thank you. Okay, thank you. My I was goodness. That we were just sleeping here and like it was a school this day is or something. Way less comfortable than your bed, so get ready. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna ask some of our crew volunteers, um, just look alive. Will you guys move this canopy over some of these people here? We got way too many people in the sun and it's way too hot to be in the sun today. Yeah. So how you guys doing? Good. Come on, talk back. This is supposed to be fun. Church is going to be fun today, okay? Get ready. Expect something. You get more if you expect more. Okay? If there is a spirit of anticipation, you'll see it. <laughs> see what I did there? Well, hey, uh, if, if we haven't met at all, this is my wife, Brittany. Hello. I have met some of you yesterday at Vanguard's event. If you came by our booth at the Welcome to the Neighborhood event. Who was at the Neighborhood event yesterday? Nice. 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 Well, it's great there. to have you guys. My name is Kyle Papano. I'm the pastor of Legacy Church, and I want to welcome you to our weekend worship experience. We are so, so excited that you are here with us this morning. Um, hey, we've got a couple of things that we do as a church that uh, I'd love it if you'd help me out. Would you guys stand to your feet one more time? I want to bring uh, a portion of scripture real quick, and don't worry, I'm not going to drag you through um, a ton of scripture right now. <laughs> there will be a ton of scripture today. But uh, Genesis chapter 3 says this. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, wouldn't you just kill for a cool evening breeze right now? I'm feeling a little <laughs> bit of a breeze right now. The man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Super encouraging verse for you today. But that's all we got. Father, I pray that this morning you would be honored and glorified in every word that is said. Father, from the outset, we ask that you would begin to speak, that your voice would be uh, ever-present in our ears and in our souls. But Father, use this time. We love you. We praise you. And everyone said together? Amen. 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 Awesome. Hey, have a seat. We are excited. Uh, I think this is installment number five. Yeah, definitely in the lobby. I was making up some things. We have a pre-service show that uh, Kellen and I were hosting. <laughs> so this we is installment in number five this is us. of This Is Us. Uh, this is a sermon series that we've written specifically for families or single people. How many families we got here today? Come on, make some noise for the families. There you go. All right. And then where, where are my single people at? Yeah. Individual. Much more vocal. They want everybody to know that they're single and they're available. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you multiple opportunities today to, to kind of advertise yourself and make it known that you are looking for a partner. But um, hey, you guys need to know something. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't write this so that you could just forget about it. We wrote this so you could remember. And so one of the ways that you remember best is by writing things down. And so if you would like, we have free uh, notebooks for you, like spiral-bound notebooks. That if you'd like one, just raise your hand. We'll give you one so you can take some notes today. But I'm believing that God has something specifically for you this morning. Um, hey, I want to really quick welcome those who are joining us online. We are so glad that you're with us. We have a, a group of people who meets every single week online. So will you guys help me welcome those people? <laughs> We're so glad that you're a part of what we're doing here. 
the other thing that we need to do, and, and we'll do it at the end of the day, Brittany, is, is the fire Bibles. Oh, yes. Uh, last week, we put out a challenge that we want to help raise money to get the word of God out. And by the word of God, I mean literally the Bible into people's hands um, across maybe enemy lines. Maybe, maybe they're in places where they've never had the gospel in their native tongue before. And so we're partnering with 13 other churches today and taking up an offering to see how many Bibles we can get into people's hands. Isn't that awesome? So you're going to have an opportunity to give in that as well later today. Tell us what we're talking about today. Today, drumroll please, we are talking about dating. Woo! If you're single, you chose the right day to be at church. Yeah, you That's did. all I'm telling you. If you're not single, you still chose the right day to be at church today. Oh, I was actually going to say, if you aren't single, if you're married, you really chose the right day. <laughs> because I'm going to give you permission and I'm even going to make resources available to you to go on a date. Woo! I know, I know. Um... When we, started, when we started this series, we looked at faith in the family. What does it look like to have, have God be the center of our families? And when I say the center, I mean literally, what does it mean to build our lives around the things that he's asked us and called us to do? So that was week one. The second week, I'm sorry you missed it. If you want, you can go back and watch it, but it was all about sex. Uh-huh. Tough crowd, Kyle. I know, it is a tough crowd. My goodness. Hey, guys, loosen up. Loosen up. It's... The At Legacy of, Church, we like to have fun. The house of the Lord should be a fun place. Yes. All right? Uh, then we dove into uh, uh, how to discipline children. Some of you don't have to worry about that right now, but I hope that you'll start to take notes on things that you feel like maybe don't pertain to you right now in this current season because eventually they will. And that's a big deal. And then last week, we dove into... Finances. Finances. What does it look to put God first in your finances? Yeah. And then uh, when we were looking at family, we thought, man, it can't, we can't talk about family life without talking about dating. So I didn't even talk to you about this, but I want to share a story of... Great. Yeah. She loves it when I do this to her. Um, almost eight years ago? Wow. Almost eight years ago... Next month. Uh, next month. Uh, we met each other at Vanguard University. Um, we met each other right outside of Bowport. For those of you who know, you guys call it the point now. Um, ring by spring, baby. That's it. Took me two years, but I got it. Um, we, we met and we got to go on a date. We went to a, a taco place in, in Newport beach and we paid $5 for unlimited tacos, like unlimited, uh, uh Mexican food. It was amazing. And I'm sorry that because of inflation, you don't get to enjoy that, but, uh, <laughs> It was so fun because I got to meet her, and, and then we went on a couple of other, like, coffee dates, and then you guys had, like, a rec hour. Is that what they called it when we were there? Activity, Activity hour. That's Activity what it was. Activity hour, yes. Uh, is that me? Hey, sorry about that. <laughs> it's me, huh? That's fun. Hey, hey, there we go. All right, well. Woo. Praise God. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> we had activity hour, hour and, and we would go to Starbucks across the street. Jerry. Here. I do not know what's going on with this thing. Thank you. All right. Thank you, sir. Awesome. Yeah, I give it up for our tech team. We love those guys. 
Um, anyway, you guys had activity hour, and, and I, I like to take her to the coffee because I like coffee, but I also liked her, and so it worked out really well. And uh, the more we talked, the more we, we hung out together. Uh, well, tell them, tell them what you told your roommates right after our first official coffee date. Okay, well, I have to give a little backstory because I was no, you in... Don't. I do. Okay. I was in my last semester of college. I was a fall graduate, so I graduated in December. And I, at that point, I was just like, I don't care about guys anymore. Like, I'm just going to focus on friends for the semester. Like, it's my last semester. I'm over guys because, you know, I mean, we all have moments, right? We all have relationships where we're like, we're done with them forever. And then you're like, no, we're not. But <laughs> they, they were like... Brittany, my roommate, she was like, Brittany, you got to meet this guy. Like, he's, it happened to be her he's boyfriend's roommate. And so it was like this blind date. And I was just like, no, guys, I'm fine. Leave me alone. Like, let me just be me. And so we went to Taco Tuesday. It was good. Uh, and then we went to coffee a couple days later, just he and I, which was good. But my friends were just so like, tell me everything, Brittany. Tell me. Tell me, do you like this guy? What do you, what's going on? And I was just like, guys, stop it. He's nice. There was nothing wrong with him. But if I never see him again, I'm going to be okay. It's not like I'm going to marry this guy. Gotcha. <laughs> so. <laughs> All that to say, be careful who you're aligning yourself with. Okay? Watch you out. Just kidding. <laughs> you don't know what God's plan for you is. So true. You just don't. I never thought, I really didn't, like, I, I thought you were beautiful when I first saw you, but I never thought that, say, eight years later now, we would have a kid and started a church and done everything that we've done. And I got to attribute it to this. We've never given up on dating. Like, we, I know, oh. Okay. Uh, here's... Here's the truth. We dated intentionally for a year and a half, and then we got engaged, and we continued to date during our engagement, and then we got married, and then we just never stopped dating. In fact, still scheduled on our calendar, like actual time that's been blocked out. There is every other Friday night, Macy knows, because she's our babysitter. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Tori now, because you're back, yeah. And Brittany, because she's our good girl. And Brittany, and because she's, Brittany, our and because she's also our, um, yeah, we got a lot of babysitters. But every other Friday night, Brittany and I like to go on a date. We like to get rid of the kid for a night and go hang out. And, and when I say hang out, I don't mean like we go parking. Do you guys know what parking is? <laughs> the old people do, and that's why they're <laughs> laughing. <laughs> we don't go parking or anything. That means you, like, park somewhere and you steam the windows up. Uh, but we like to, talking, we like to go... Talking, of course. Talking, <laughs> talking. Intelligently. Lots of talking. Steaming with the... Yeah. Conversation. <laughs> we love, we love to, to eat dinner together. We love to spend time together. And then we love to talk about our future. And so married people, if you're not getting this opportunity, I, I want you to have this opportunity. And I told you I was going to give you an opportunity. Um, we're going to be giving away some gift cards today to, to some people, uh, to some married couples, but then to also singles to kind of help some of y'all out. You know, you can be like, hey. <laughs> and then the, the married couples, I just, I want to I make it easy for you to go on a date. And so if you've got kids and you need childcare, come talk to me. 
Brittany and I will make childcare happen for you. If we've got to pay out of pocket for it, or we've got a bunch of people who've been background checked in this church that can help out, we want to make sure that relationships are growing, that marriages are growing in health. It's funny, when I build something, I, I love to build things, whether it's Legos or Connects or with wood or anything that I can get my hands on, I love to build things. One of the things that I, I used to do that I don't anymore, I used to throw the instructions out. I'd be like, ah, I'll just I'll figure this out on my own. How many of you relate to that? Oh, bless your heart. I don't need these instructions. I'm smart enough. Here's the thing. If you don't read the instructions, you don't know the intended purpose. Okay? So did you know that there are instructions for a relationship in the Bible? There are. There are instructions for a healthy dating relationship in the Bible. Now, we were talking that, that dating wasn't actually mentioned in the Bible. Yeah, night. if you look on the Bible app and you like type in the word dating in the search, you're not going to find anything. But then I thought of this verse this morning in Genesis because it, it says something very specific. It says, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking around in the garden, which means they too were walking around in the garden. And this was probably a regular event where God would come and walk with them through the garden. And I'd like to think that after the day's work was done of naming all the animals and, and taking care of all the business in the garden, they would like to go in the cool of the evening when the breeze, they like long walks on the garden. You know what I mean? Come on, somebody. And they would like to spend time with God. And this is one of the greatest examples of dating that I could ever think of because it revolves around keeping God at the center. And that goes for marriages. That goes for single people. So let me just talk for, for a second about being married. Um, your life gets convoluted very quickly when you're married. There's a lot of details. Then you add kids to it, and it's like, oh, dear God, what are you doing to me? In case you wonder what it's like having a kid, it's like you're drowning, but they hand you a kid. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. But you have to be intentional about keeping God at the center of your marriage relationship. Keeping God at the center of your dating relationship is so, so important. Um, but I think before you find the person, which by the way, I just, I don't personally believe that there's the one, okay? Uh, you're not going to convince me that out of 7 billion people in the world, there's only one that I'm supposed to find. Hopefully they live on your continent. Yeah, seriously. Like what if not? You know what I mean? That's crazy. <laughs> But what I do know is, is throughout Scripture, God says when, when you move, when you step out in faith, I'll bless it. And so when you make a choice, a lot of times he gives us choices in our faith. We get to step out and take that choice and make the decision, and then he'll bless the decision. Now, I'm not saying that he can't divinely put you together because I, I believe that Brittany and I were that way where our roommates were dating, and they put us together, and it wasn't like we would have met each other any other way debatable because we lived on the same floor for a semester, Whatever. but he does I'm... not recall this, so. <laughs> all right, you share for just a second then. You, you're, the, you're the boss. Well, I'm the, okay. All right, guys, you hear that? We're going to remember that later. All right. Um, I feel like I'm in a little stand-up comedy act. You guys keep laughing, and I feel funny, so thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you. I love you, too. Um, well, Something the Pastor Kyle was saying that I think is so true, and it's been like, uh, we were talking about this series, this specific sermon series uh, last night even, and putting Christ as the foundation, putting him at the center, however you want to word that, putting him in all the things, that is the most important thing 
above everything else. Everything else will fall into place, I promise, even though you're all, most of you are 20-somethings, maybe not even 20 yet. It's okay that you don't have life figured out. It's okay that you're 40 and you don't have life figured out. It's probably okay that you're 60, 70, and you still don't have this thing called life figured out. But I mean, you should be down the road a little bit further. Down the road, but I mean, you no know, expectations. It's good. But <laughs> putting Christ at the center of everything you do is the important part to lead a Christ-like life. Um, something that I was planning on touching on later, but in 1 Corinthians uh, 10, there is a verse that talks about whatever you do, do for the glory of God. And so whether that be being single, do it for the glory of God. Do it for dating, unto the glory of, for the glory of God. Be married for the glory of God. And exemplify that in everything you do. Because, A, you don't know who else is watching, and they're, they're watching you. Christians are persecuted people, and, you know, people are going to judge you harder. But if you can, at least, you're going to make mistakes, but if you can, at the end of each day, say, I did the best I could for Christ, that's what counts. Yeah, that's actually really good. And I think you have to be intentional about this. You have to realize that before you need another person, you still were created with your own purpose. Yes. That you have something that only you have, and that God called you to be you. And you are not just a half waiting to be whole when you find that other half. And then married couples, you are you in the context of your marriage. Be you in the context of your marriage. That way, your spouse can be them in the context of your marriage. Because I don't think that it's one partially broken half person meets another partially broken half person, and the two become one. That's not how God operates. He says the two. That means there is one whole and one whole, and they come together and they are one. So we were whole people. She was totally cool without me. I kind of wanted her, but... Uh, <laughs> But we have to, as a couple, make sure that regularly, regularly we are putting Jesus first in our personal relationships and in our marriage. So much so that those of you who have kids will appreciate this. I will actually tell our son Levi, I love you, but I love mommy more. And I think that's important. That does not degrade my son. That doesn't degrade my love for my son. He just needs to know there is a priority set. There is a precedent set on her. And then I tell her, I love you, but I love Jesus more. I love Jesus more than anybody. And if you're not at that point, I'd encourage you, don't date. Married couples, don't do that. <laughs> if you're not at that point, I want to encourage you, strengthen your faith till it is at that point. Because we do not believe in divorce. And I said this a couple of, of weeks ago in one of our sermons, but stop using the term divorce in your vocabulary. Just take it out of your vocabulary. It's never something that we talk about. It's never something that we joke about. It's never said. It's worse than any curse word you can say in our house. I refuse to get divorced. And we went into this marriage with that being the goal. And so if you will go into something with a certain mindset and say, okay, God, I know that you can bless this. Help me be the person that I need to be, but help me fulfill my purpose first. If you will seek after his purpose for you, 
the person that you're supposed to be with will be a lot easier to find. I was talking last night at uh, Mission Church. We got some people from Mission Church here. Will you guys say what's up to Mission Church? In case you don't know, they're from uh, Santa Clarita, which is quite a drive. Um, and so thanks for being here, Not too bad guys. on a Sunday morning, hopefully, though. Sunday morning traffic easy? I saw you ride in on a motorcycle, so that was pretty Major cool. accident. How fun. Oh. Um, anyway, I was with them last night, and I was, I was talking about the, 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 the precedent that we have to set as believers. We have to set a precedence in our homes, married people, that the kids see us dating each other. Because otherwise, they will grow up thinking it's okay to coexist in the same house without there being a real uh, effective uh, relational aspect in this, I think, I think it's good for kids to see their parents date. I think it's good for them to see their parents be alone too, and and, and like realize that they have their own gifts and their abilities um, on their own. I think it helps communicate the bond that parents have, and then it sets an expectation for what the kids will look for later in a proper relationship. I can't wait. I mean, it's going to be terrifying when Levi starts dating, but. He's going to break all the hearts. He is going to break all the hearts. <laughs> he already is. Uh, but I, it's going to be fun to watch him because he's been watching us. And he's now at the point where, uh, <laughs> sorry, there's an inside joke that just came out, and uh, I'm not going to talk about it. There's been a couple of times so far where Levi has seen me kiss his mom. And he'll go, <laughs> he like, he's two, so context uh he'll see me kiss her and then and then after we're done uh he'll go again <laughs> and i'm like yes sir <laughs> but i think it's good for him to see us go away together holding hands and go on a date because eventually it's going to set a precedence in his life that this is what he can come to expect in his relationships growing up yeah i think depending on where you are in your life i mean parents it's a great thing to model to your children what a healthy relationship looks like. But I recognize most of you who are here aren't married and have kids, but some of you might not have had that model in your life at all, and you don't maybe know what it's like to be in a healthy relationship or know how to pick the good, right person. Um, so I encourage you that the word is really where you can find this information. And I mean, I looking through, there are some, the Proverbs alone are just like, this is how you should live a life. And you really should just look for somebody else who exemplifies that or at least practices wisdom because wisdom is so important. But, um, you know, something as I was studying through this um, in First Peter 3, um, it's addressing wives separately. It's addressing slaves and then wives and then husbands and then all Christians. But, um, something that I found um, specifically to wives, don't be concerned about outward beauty of a fancy hairstyle, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. So don't worry about looking the very best and having to have the right clothes and my hair just perfect or driving the nicest car or whatever. Don't worry about those external things, though. That's nice to, you know, be presentable. and Yeah, please put some effort into yes. it. Yes. <laughs> Shower, you know, clean clothes, great basic level things, but, um, you know, you should clothe yourselves, wives, instead of the, uh, you should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. This is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. 
So they put their trust in God and accepted the authority of their husbands. Um, And then it talks about Sarah and Abraham, and you can read the rest of it if you wanted to. But clothing yourself not with the right clothes or the trendy, you know, whatever, the cool ripped jeans or the, you know, like crop top or the log tunic top. It doesn't have to be, you know, anything specific or risky. What did you just say? Tunic top. Tunic top. Tunic top. Um, (laughs) Say that. Wear a t-shirt. Wear a t-shirt. That's good. Um, (laughs) But clothe yourselves with Christ. Yeah. With God, because that's what's going to make you beautiful. I see, I'm looking across this, and ladies, you are all beautiful, so you have that going for you, too, but eventually we're all going to get old and not maybe as pretty as we (laughs) once were, Um, but having that within, having the, what does it say? It says the gentle and quiet spirit, Mm -hmm. unfading beauty, that's what the definition is, so precious to God, and husbands... In the same way, you as husbands mm. must honor your wives, treat your wife with the understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should, so your prayers will not be hindered. So I would even say, in, in other scriptures, I think in Ephesians, he, he's, Paul says, um, realize that this is, you're, you're one flesh, mm-hmm. and you're to put her before yourself. In fact, true life is that you would lay down your, or true love is that you would lay down your life for those that you love. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want, guys, let me talk to you for just a second. Husbands, love your wife to the point where you would lay down your life for her. I don't know if you have been in a situation where that would actually require you to do that, but I've, I've been in at least one where I had to make the conscious decision, am I willing to die right now for my wife? And I, I'm able to say yes. Get to the point where you are willing to say, yes, I'm willing to die for her. And then if you've got kids, tell them all the time. Tell them all the time, I love you. I love your mom enough to lay down my life for you. Because by the way, this is the relationship here, the marriage relationship that God chose to identify with when he talked about the relationship between him and his church. That he cared enough about her, the church, the bride, to lay down his life. Isn't that powerful? What would it look like if we as a culture all decided we're going to date the right way? That our marriages are going to be healthier because of the way that we are dating each other. Now, I know that there have been a lot of times during our conversations at dinner dates or something where, like, we find ourselves talking about work a lot because it's just, it's, it's, that's life. <laughs> you talk about what's going on at your work, what's going on in the church, and, and then we have different ideas. We love to bounce ideas off of each other, but I want you to continue to pursue their passions with them. Because like I said, you have a purpose before you're married. You know, you have to make sure that you are a whole person. You have a purpose. But then I, I think once you're married, your partner is your purpose. You've got to live to make sure that they are okay, that they're doing well, that you're pushing them to know Jesus better. I agree 100%. You get, you're single, then you get into a relationship, you get engaged, you get married, you might have kids. Okay, I achieved all the things. No. God still has something for you. Even if you're married and have kids, 
He still has a purpose for you. And you should be refining yourself and working on yourself in that and with your spouse too because you have a, you're an individual person but you also have a purpose within the relationship of one another. Yeah. And so as iron sharpens iron, you should be also cultivating the purposes and the passions that God gave you always. I think COVID was really rough for uh, a lot of people. And, and so for us in our dating relationship, it changed the way the dates look, honestly. Uh, because we loved going to dinner, like I said. We, we loved Chili's and Olive Garden and Lucille's and Wood Ranch and all those great places. But Red Robin. Red Robin. Yum. <laughs> Knew that one was coming. That's when you know you got some good marketing teams in the back. Uh, but I, I think one of the things that we had to change was, okay, since we can't go out, we are going to still order food. Like, we're going to keep a rhythm going. So we ordered food, and we would, we would sit down on the couch, and at the time we were watching, like, NCIS. And so we'd turn an episode on and watch NCIS and eat dinner together. And it was a lot of fun. And then we get to turn the TV off every once in a while and sit and have a conversation that would lead to more conversation. Kyle's a talker. <sighs> How many of you believe that? I'm sorry. I'm the talker. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I love you. I love you for it. Um, but I, I, I want to, married people, I think it's important that we continue to date our spouse because um, it, it sets a precedence for our kids, but also it bonds you and your spouse. If you don't date, you are just coexisting in the same house, and that's not healthy. That's not the way it was supposed to be. So get away. And if you need kids uh, taken care of, come and talk to us. We want to make sure that you have some time, maybe once or twice a month, that you can go away and just be together by yourselves. Because I think that our church will be stronger because your marriage is stronger. I think that the kingdom of God will be stronger because your marriages are stronger. In fact, I think our church will be stronger, the kingdom will be stronger, because all of our relationships are growing stronger. Because we've chosen to put God first in our relationships. Um, I, I wrote down one of the questions. Um, you, you said the, the uh, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. How are we dating to bring God glory? Are we dating to bring God glory? Because when you look at scripture, the, the dating process in, in, you know, when you look at the actual Hebrew when it was written... Uh, meant your dad went to somebody else's dad and said, I'll give you goats if you give me your daughter. <laughs> I'm so glad that's not how it goes anymore. Because uh, I don't even know how much goats cost. But, <laughs> uh, but aren't you glad that we, we have some choice in this? And so what, what scripture does say, while it doesn't specifically say, you know, make sure that you're honoring me in your dating relationship, it does say, hey, this is who you should surround yourself with. You want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, so as I mentioned earlier, if you like search the word dating in the Bible, you're not going to find it. But because that's a man-made thing, courtship, whatever, like dating, making choices, arranged marriages, all that was man-made. But um, the Bible does talk about who we should be around and surrounding ourselves with. It does talk about um, how we should act as a person. It should. It, it definitely talks about marriage, and you can find that all riddled throughout. So use that as like the the goal, if you will, to um, live a life in the dating life pre-marriage. But also, you know, boundaries. Those are important too. Um, something I want to say to the single people: don't be so concerned 
that on the first date, if I'm not dating the exact right person I'm gonna be married to, that, oh my gosh, or I have to stress so much about, oh, I went on this one date with this one person and now we have to DTR for Vanguard <laughs> students, date, uh, define the relationship. We're gonna sit on this bench that's designated for that because Vanguard. No, is that not a thing? You'll figure it out, you'll find. But, um, you know, but dating intentionally is a thing. Dating intentionally is good, even if you go on one date and realize it's not for me, they're not for me, they were nice, but if I never see them again, you're probably gonna marry that person, so just kidding. <laughs> hey, I, I would say this though, if a guy, ladies, if a guy asks you out, say yes. Just say yes. Take him for his money, okay? Take him for his money, get some experience, find out what you do like and what you don't like. You know what? You can learn just as much from people that you don't like as you can from people you're attracted to. Yeah. You can learn, hey, this person mixes well with me. I like this. Oh, this person does this, and that really bugs me, and I don't want that to be a part of my future relationship. Great. You just learned something worth the price of dinner. So take them for their money. Okay? I'll get off that. I'm sorry. No, that's good, though. But, <laughs> I mean, again, they're, though, dates are just dates. They're not like this, like... I'm entering into this covenant relationship because I was asked out on a date or I asked somebody out on a date and therefore we need to be exclusive, right? That's not what dating is. Dating is going out on dates and if you decide you like that person and they like you and you have things in common, then you make it more serious. But um, I was listening to, I was studying a lot for this message, but I was listening to a sermon um, on dating and they gave this illustration about dating in relation to interviews, right? So say you have this really amazing job that you're inter interviewing for, you get an interview, awesome, and in order to get this really amazing job, they're probably gonna call you back for a second interview, right? And that's when things start getting serious and things like that, and uh, this pastor that I was listening to, he was saying, sometimes when we are lonely, we give people those second interviews that really shouldn't just because we're lonely, right? And so the first interview or the date is really the time that you get to have with this person, see if you check yourself against this person. Do we have values in common? I encourage you to make the priority God being the first person or the first thing that you guys have in common. That should be a priority to all of you who believe that Christ is your Lord I would even Savior. say not just a priority, but a deal breaker. Agreed. If... if do not pass go <laughs> if they don't believe in God. Do yourself a favor and say no immediately. Now, if you want to dive into some crazy stories, uh, we have a small group that we do on Tuesday nights. It's starting up, is it next Tuesday already? Uh, in, after the holiday. After the holiday. Yep, so Tuesday 7th. after the holiday. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, but, but we'll share some of our crazy stories. I, I dated a lot in college, and uh, don't laugh. Just don't laugh, all right? Some of them didn't want me, and that's all right. But most I, of them I, did, though. It's what's okay. That? We know. Most of them did, and it's okay. Oh, please. I, I, think it's important, I think it's important that you date a lot, but I think really what's really important is you date within your friend group. And not like, oh, you date your friends, but like date with your friends. Go on double, triple, quadruple dates, because guess what? Your friends who know and love you, whom you've trusted with your life, are going to know you in a way that maybe you're not seeing. And so they're going to see something in that person and be like, ah, oh, that ain't it, chief. And if okay. you have good friends, they'll tell you. Yeah. 
Hopefully they do tell Hopefully. you. Be but honest. then um, when you do get to the point where you are in a marriage relationship, don't lose that curiosity. Don't lose the, your curiosity for your partner, for your spouse. I think when, when you start having kids and you start seeing how they're, they're growing up, what their priorities are in their life, you get so invested into them. You get invested into work. You're invested into church. You're invested into whatever you're going through. Don't forget that this is the most important relationship in your life, it other than Jesus. the covenant relationship. It is the covenant relationship. And we have a responsibility to steward that relationship well. And that means that we need to make sure that we don't just stop dating when we say I do. We don't stop pursuing the person when we've got a ring on the finger. We've got to make sure, husbands, that we're spending time going after our wives. Making sure that they are not just well taken care of, but they feel wanted and pursued. I think you can do that by paying attention when they talk. <laughs> It seems crazy, but sometimes I've, I've been guilty of this, where I'll be sitting on the couch, and Brittany wants to talk. And I'm like, oh, baby, I'm tired. She's like, I know, but I'm really excited. And I'm like, I know, but I'm really tired. <laughs> She's like, I know, but just one more story. And I'm like, okay, I love you. Let's do it. Pay attention. I had to do it last night. I'm not going to lie to you. I got home late. She got home late. And she was like, I've got a hundred stories to tell you. And I was like, I've got time for three. <laughs> and then after I thought we were all done, I, I laid my head back on the couch. She goes, I got one more story. And I was like, okay, sit back up. <laughs> I'll re-engage. Make them feel like they're wanted. Make them feel like they're, they're, they're being pursued by listening. And then pay attention to their hobbies. I know, Brittany came to me the other day. She was like, hey, you're, you get to go hunting, but I never get to go out with the girls. And I was like, bet, you can go out with the girls. Like, we'll find a way to make it happen. Because I want her to feel like I care about her because that's how our life is going to get better. That's how our church is going to get better. Go ahead. You got something to say? I think, too, though, even if you're, like, not dating right now and you're not, you don't have any prospects, this is a good even life skill for just regular relationships. Even if you are dating, even if you are married, listening to the other person talking, not to respond, but to hear, and communicating in a way that the perceived communication or the perceived um, outcome is what is actually being heard. These are skills that even if you don't apply them to dating are still helpful for life. So if you're like, I'm not dating because my mom told me no, or... <laughs> I'm not dating because I don't have any money or I don't have a car to take people places or do things. Still, this is applicable to you. So it's oh, a good it, life advice. Just listening to the other person. Mm -hmm. That's how you have friendships. For mm -hmm. those of you who are freshmen, you're like, how am I going to make friends? Listen to people. Hang out with people. Yep. Learn their hobbies. Yep. Be intentional. I think the main thing that I, we want you to take away today is are you dating to bring honor and glory to God? When you're single, that looks like making sure that there are boundaries in place and you respect those boundaries. You're learning the other person that's good. When you are married, that means you are spending quality time one-on-one -on -one where the two of you get to know each other better in all of the senses. I'll leave it there. You get Check to out our podcast week two of <laughs> This Is Us to talk about sex and romance. <laughs> uh, but I think it's important that you 
you guys get to know each other better because your kids are watching you. And I'll even say it this way, married people, and you know who you are, there are a bunch of people here who are watching you today. And they're going to be watching you. We have to go first. We have to make sure that we are setting the precedent in our church for godly relationships. And then we did not talk about this, but when you decide that you are exclusive with another person, be loyal to them. Be loyal to them. Husbands, be loyal to your wives. Wives, be loyal to your husbands. I, I heard of another pastor a couple of weeks ago that uh, he had an inappropriate emotional relationship with another woman other than his wife. And it breaks my heart. Because we're the ones that God has, has called to say, you're going to be the example. And so there are boundaries that I've placed, we've placed in our marriage. But like, I refuse to get in the car alone with another woman. I just do. I'm not, I'm not going to have that be a precedent in our marriage. I'm not going to be at home alone with another woman. That's not my wife. I'm not going to be in an office alone with another woman. And not because I don't trust women. And not because I don't have self-control, but because I want there to be a, um, a standard of integrity in my life. I want there to be a standard of integrity in our relationship. And I trust that she's doing the same thing. And then if on the maybe one or two occasions that it has happened where I have needed to be alone in a, in a car with another woman, I've called her. I'll call her, and, and we'll talk on the phone in front of the other person. Hey, you're on speakerphone with so-and-so. So there's no funny business going on. Be loyal, but pursue them. Pursue them with excellence. You got anything to add to that? I mean, just to echo that, you know, you could apply the golden rule of do unto others as you would like to be done to yourself, but we all strive, we all yearn to feel known, to feel wanted, to feel like we belong. And so you have an opportunity to be that to someone else. And so I would yeah. just say, be intentional and pay attention and be with that other person in the way that you want them to show up in return. Yeah. Because if you're going to be flaky and you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to text him back, but maybe two days from now or then expect that to be done back to you, and you're not going to like it. So, I mean, most of you won't like it. Some of you might not care yet, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, like, do as you want to be done to you. Love with your heart yep. because you want others to love you with their heart. And I would even say love the way that Jesus loved. It's crazy that he spent so much time with his 12 disciples and he did life with them to the point where they could anticipate what he needs. And I realize that you're not going to probably end up dating 12 dudes at the same time. Please don't do that. It gets convoluted and weird, but make sure that your relationships look like Jesus. Make sure that those who are closest around you, including your spouse, including your significant other, look like Jesus the way that he was intentional and got to know each one of the people. He, he got to know what they love, what they care about, where, where they were going in their lives. And then he said, not only do I care about that, but I also have a, a plan in store for you. I've got a purpose for you to step into. And I think there is nothing cooler than a purpose-driven marriage where the purpose is set. We're going to be like Jesus. 
we're going to model the relationship between God and his church. Because this is where God said, I'm going to be in the middle of this relationship. In fact, if, you're, if your marriage is not centered around God, it's, it's going to fall apart. In one way or another, it will fall apart. So much so that I don't think you should have your marriage and make sure that, that you, you were talking about this last night, have your marriage and God surrounds it, like God is over everything. If God is not at the center and you're circling God, it will fall apart. So circle God. What are you, what are you, is he in the middle? Is he the center of your relationship? Is he the center of your marriage? Is he in the center of your family? So that when your kids ask, Mommy, Daddy, where are you going? You can say, we're, we're, we're going to be with, with Jesus. Not dying, okay? <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> I saw on some of your faces like, hey, whoa, what's going on here? Now look, I know that this is, this is a crazy thing to talk about. And you guys came on a great Sunday because I'm glad we get to dive into this. This is important. We wanted to talk about things that the church doesn't normally talk about. And this is one of them. The church doesn't say, hey, it's good to go on a date. The church says, women, make sure you wear a ton of clothing and guys don't look at them. And that's dumb. I mean, wear clothing. That's, that's a good thing. But Encouraged. <laughs> very, very, <laughs> very much so. But I would say this. The church needs to lead in this area. And we haven't led well. I'm not saying legacy hasn't. This is, we're still new and trying to figure Big this C. out. The Big C Church has not led well in this area. And so one of the things that we wanted to do today is we wanted to actually give away some gift cards so that people could go on dates. So tell what's the first one that we got? Um, you do this let's, one? yeah, that's cool. All right. Um, so if you are in a relationship that is not a marriage relationship, if you're just dating somebody, or maybe you're in a more serious relationship, but if you're... No, let's just do just dating. Just dating. You're dating somebody? Raise your hand. Okay. Um, I want to give a Starbucks gift card to a Starbucks coffee date to whoever is in the newest relationship. So for those of you who were raising your hands, raise them, keep them raised. Keep, keep them raised. raised. Uh, how many of you have been in a relationship less than a year? How many have been in a relationship less than nine months? I'll tell you what, shout it out. Who's got the, the shortest relationship so far? How long have you been in a relationship? A month. One month. Anybody shorter than that? Anyone shorter than a month? All, All right. right, well, take your uh, beautiful date to Starbucks. There you Coffee go. Coffee date on Legacy All Church. Right. What's your name? Junior. Junior. Uh, what's your lucky girl's name? Alondra. Oh. All right. That's a cool name. Okay, okay. Now I want to know who is in a serious relationship, still not marriage. Marriage people, we're getting to you. Serious relationship, like I'm thinking this is the girl or the guy. We might even be engaged. If you're engaged, this would qualify too. Who isn't just Matt? Matt. Uh, just Matt Cameron and Cameron. Faith. Okay. Who's, are you going for longer? Oh, and we got another one. Nicole. Oh, and Nicole. Who has... Oh, oh my goodness. She's I love it. Um, I don't know. You decide. Longest. longest. Who's been in the longest relationship? The longest, Matt, how long have you and Kelsey been together? Three years. Three years. Three years. Behind you? 
Six, six years? Six years. Six years? Ooh, let's talk later. Ooh. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to help you. <laughs> Nicole. Two years, okay. four months. Four and a half, okay. six years wins. Six you years. You take the cake. You get a lunch date to Panera Bread. Enjoy. Very cool. All right, and then we have the married couples. Yes. And how are we doing this one? Uh, long married. Ooh, all right. Married couples, both spouses should be here. Who's been, uh, well, raise your hand if you're married. They're all in the back, I love it. Who's been married the longest? <laughs> how long have you guys been married? 21? 40. Whoa. 13. Andy, Melissa. Four. Chelsea? Five. Brooke? One? That's awesome. Good for you guys. All right. Well, guys, I think you win our, our dinner date together. There you go. Your wife isn't here? Well, I know. All right. That's out of control. All right. So then you guys get it. Is that right? 21 awesome. years. Enjoy a dinner date to Chili's Restaurant. Two for 25. Am I right? Awesome. Hey, well, I know, I know we've got our time closing uh, on us quickly, but I, we do something here. It's, it's just a part of our culture, and, and Ooh, that is we actually, give... I want to address the online crowd okay. one more time. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, online, if you are in a relationship of any sort, give me, like, some signal of that in the chat. I'm going to go back later and look at this, but I want to send you something. So oh, that'd be cool. To have a little date. So if you're in a relationship online and you're watching this today... Uh, put your name in the chat, put how long you've been in a relationship, what kind of relationship, and I want to send you guys something online. I'll reach out to you. That's pretty cool. Uh, one of the things that uh, we do here at, at Legacy every single week is we give people the opportunity to come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And I know that it's a weird, it feels like a weird transition between dating and, and an altar call, but I know that if you will surrender yourself to God, it's going to change the rest of your relationships. If you put that relationship, the one between you and the Father first, it's going to shift the rest of your life. In fact, it will then feed your relationship. It'll feed your marriage. And we want to pray with you. So I'd love it if you would. Would you do me a favor? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes for just a second? We're going to pray a prayer together. And uh, we're going to say it all together uh, for the benefit of those who are saying it for the first time. But it goes like this. Dear Jesus... Please come into my life and make me like you. I believe that you came and died for my sin. And I believe that you are the God that created everything. So make me like you. Go before me. Lead me. Guide me. Help me to be like you in all of my relationships. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Hey, if you said that prayer for the first time, would you shoot your hand up real quick? We want to celebrate with you. Awesome. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's awesome. Guys, that is what this is about.
If you said it online, would you do me a favor? Would you put the little emoji with the hand raised? We'd love to hang out with you and, and maybe we can get on a phone call this week and talk. But we, we want to make sure that we're pastoring you and, and caring for you well. Because this is a place that God started so that you could have the moment you just had. And I want to challenge you and encourage you that you have just made the best decision you will ever make. Now the second most important decision you'll ever make is coming quickly for some of you, and that is who you are married to. Married people, let's do our best. Even if it's one year, even if it's five years, even if it's four years, if it's 13, 14 years, even if it's 40 years, let's set the standard for what it looks like to date well to lead our families to Jesus, to care so well for them and, and, and to make sure that the kingdom is growing stronger because of our relationships. Now, speaking of, of growing the kingdom, I, I need the ushers to come forward one more time. We're gonna take up our Fire Bible offering. And this is, a, this is a special offering and I'll tell you why. Because there are people who are partnering with us. It's 13 other churches doing this simultaneously this morning. Um, and I know that there are people who are online who have already sent checks, and there's an opportunity to give online, legacychurch.online slash give. And then you can actually pull down the drop-down menu. Legacy Fire Bibles. It says Legacy Fire Bibles. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, so you can give online that way, but we, we believe that the Bible is the greatest story ever told. And we want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to get the Bible into people's hands. And so here's what we're doing. We asked last week, if you have a Bible in your house, consider, I'm not, I'm not forcing anybody to do this, but consider giving $10 for every Bible that's in your house. Now, for some people, that's one or two. Cool, it's 20 bucks. That's, that's great. We'll, we'll give away two lunches. That's fine. I, I know that my, my brother came to me and he was like, yo, I've got 42 Bibles. <laughs> That's a lot. And I'm like, first of all, why do you have 42 Bibles? <laughs> and, then he, and then he's over here telling me this morning, he's like, well, I'm giving my Bibles away. I'm like, yeah, it's probably good you do that before the offering. <laughs> but these are Bibles that are not just uh, the scripture. They also have study materials in them. It's a study Bible. And we get them into the hands of people uh, who have maybe never read the Bible in their native tongue. And this is translated specifically for them so they can help start small groups and start churches and minister to people. And, and so, God, we are asking that you would bless this offering, that, God, this would get into the hands of those people who need it in Afghanistan, that it would get into the hands of people who need it in Haiti, that it would get into the hands of those who need it across the world, whether they are going through something terrible or whether they are thriving. Father, I know that your word calls us it calls us to your heart. And so Jesus, I pray that you would be honored and glorified by the way that we give in this offering together and that you would expand it and use it to get your word further and further across the earth. We love you, we praise you. And everyone said together, amen, amen. Ushers, go ahead and do that for us real quick here. And then, hey, I wanna just welcome you one more time to Legacy. And, and I, thank you. Uh, Others want to welcome you too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is not what our, I shouldn't say not what a normal one, this is, this is a different day because we needed to talk about some stuff. And when we put it on the calendar, I did not realize that this would be the first week that Vanguard students were with us. But we, we want you to know that you have a church here that loves and cares for you. One of the ways that we can love and care for you is those of you who raise your hands for the first time, if you don't have a Bible, um, would you raise your hand real quick? 
We've got a couple of Bibles that we all, one here. We've got a couple of Bibles that we want to make sure that you walk away with. And inside, there's a note uh, from us that tells you, hey, here's a, here's a good place to start in the Bible. Uh, here's some things about Legacy Church that we want you to know. But more than anything, we want you to hear this. We love you, and we are praying for you. I was sharing at Mission Church last night in Santa Clarita. Uh, their, their pastor's a good friend and, and a huge encouragement to me, and he's actually one of the overseers of this church. And he's, uh, he asked me to come and preach, and so I did. And it was so fun to be able to tell them, people who sowed into Legacy Church, about you. And I was telling them a couple of weeks ago, I sat right here with our team, and we started talking, and I said, guys, we need to prepare for the days when we have a ton of visitors come because they're coming. And I didn't know your faces. I didn't know your names. I didn't know where you're from. I don't know what your family background was, but you need to know that Brittany and I and the staff and the volunteers here have been praying for you. And I don't mean, Jesus bless them, amen. I mean interceding on your behalf saying, Father, I know that there are people who are going to fill these seats that need to encounter you, and they need you to act in situations in their lives. And so I want you to know that this is a place where you can feel welcome. You can feel at home. This is a family here. Okay? We love you. Let me pray over you, and then we can get out of here. Father, I'm so grateful for everything that you have done. I thank you for the relationships that we have, that we get to, uh, we get to partner together with you to bring honor and glory to your name. And so, Father, I pray right now that the married couples, the, uh, the people who have made this covenant decision would help lead the way, that we would model what it looks like to be like you in, uh, in the marriage context. And then, Father, I pray for those who are uh, still walking through the waters of, of finding a spouse. Would you help them? Would you lead them and guide them? Would you protect them and keep them safe? Would you show them what you want from them? God, in all of these things, we're going to give you all the honor and all the praise. Until we meet again next week, be with us. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, I want you to know something. We love you. We've been praying for you. And I want to say thank you so much for joining us for our weekend worship experience. You guys are dismissed. Have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Leave a comment and rate this podcast but make sure to give us five stars. In the description, you can find the website, the socials, and all that good stuff. Special thanks to those who give generously. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. If you'd like to partner with us, you can click the link in the description below. Join us live on Sundays, either in person or on YouTube or Facebook, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening.